0: Okay, let's continue. Daf So begins Tani, as we said, as we ended yesterday. Ain't You cannot start um, covering things, and insulate things with remets. Remets, we said, is sort of like cinders, like ashes that have maybe some coals left in it and the like. And the reason we said wasn't shem but the reason we said that because that's not a concern that comes up mana, but rather the concern is because it is stabar hamosif. Ever. So Amarav Zi says, Hada Amra sanan mutar litmonbo. That if however we're dealing with ashes, ashes that are completely cooled off, so there's nothing left inside it, then we say that you're allowed to do hatmana in it. Okay, now we say kahada. Now kahada normally means as in the Yerushalmi, it's sort of continuing with the thing we just mentioned, as this is almost like a proof for it. However, very importantly here, Reb Chaim says, this is actually a new thing. Milta fe Nafsha, he says, and it's the Kahadas referring to what we said in the Mishnah, the Gefet. Now, Gefet, it says, we said many times, is what's called peat, I think, in English. But really what that means, it's after you press out olives, of the sort of leftovers. And we said that's something that's more sefervel. So let's continue. The but uh, Baratid Reb The daughter of Reb have Havu Misham shekame she was served attending to her father. She Mali brought in very nice hot food. it How did you do this? How were you able to make it to maintain it to be so hot? It wasn't a hot plate. Amra lay kamra the She was matmin in gefit. Says, uh-uh, you can't do that. That's something we'll say. You cannot do that. Ella Kamra put it in a box first. And Reb Chaim says you can put it with muhim in the box. The kufta al And then put the kupa in the or on the gefet. So therefore the gefet is some there's something separating the gefet and the food you're trying to do hatmana with. That would be okay. bahada pliga. That in in this respect, it would have seemed that Chaim is cholak. Why? Because the rash Rab Achabishem if you first wrap something up in Teven, Teven, we're assuming we said straw, but the type that is muta to do so, for um, that is if it is dry, if I'm not mistaken. And then when you put Gefet around it, that would be Asur. Okay? And despite the fact you've got some sort of interface between the two. However, the Gemara says, No, umodid bar Rebiyane. Rebiyane was actually agree in that case. Why? Read Reb Chaim, he says, When does he say it's okay? That's when you've got, as a separation between the gefer and your product, a box. Because the because um, it has no contributing factor whatsoever. Aval But Tevin's straw on its own is not considered sufficient. Because it can contribute somewhat and therefore, it is not a good enough um, uh, separation. Okay. So really, Rabi would agree with Ruchanin in that case. Okay. There is a bederachachher. There are other ways to explain the sugya, but we'll keep our Shira brief as normal. Avin b'aye, Avin asks asked the following question. We've talked about things you're not allowed to insulate with kutsumosif hevel. we talk about things you are allowed to. What if you have some sort of composite? You mix a few items together and it's insulate. Some that are more safe and some that are not more safe So, so nishmini minhada. Let's learn from this. Now, these are things you're allowed to, allowed to do, in, And Rabbi, and then we continues. So we're talking about payroth produce, that's provided that it has not yet a majority started to decompose. Because once it starts to decompose, or rot, I should say, that's when it um, that's that's when it's mostly fevel. But you see, because he says, it depends. It depends on rabat, meaning if it's rov, then what determines whether you're allowed to insulate with this material or not is whether it's a rov mosif hevel. So even a composite can be a problem if the aval im rabat rikvuvanu Asulit asulik Right. In other words, it, that. In other words, that's explained again. That if it's a majority started to start rot, there will be a problem. So again, a composite materials or insulation, insulating materials, it will depend if the majority is mosif hevel or not. Let's continue. We talked about sand you can't insulate in. Which is interesting. Because what are we saying here? This has got to do with the laws of, um, of a Met on Shabbos. That in order to prevent uh, a Met from decomposing, what you're allowed to do, you're allowed to roll them, if you like, onto the floor, place them on the floor, to keep them cool, so that it, it, they won't start rotting or decomposing on Shabbos, to slow it down. This is prior to refrigeration. So what you see here is very funny because in our Mishnah we says chol is mosif hevel. And here in the other Mishnah it says no, you put on the ground to keep it cold. So what's the role of khol? What does it do? So we know, we say to depends. when it comes to sand, it seems to what it seems to do is um exacerbate a particular temperature quality. For example, if it's hot, it'll be able to mosif hevel. And if something's cold, lands on it, it would keep it cold or reduces temperature that's sort of an interesting property of sand it says however it says when it comes to straw teven we say bal pikadon it's like a, you're entrusting it as if you've deposited in the banking and take it out again meaning kamada at yahivla hu yahivlacha what if you give it it gives you back so in other words, it's almost like it's not more sif it's uh maintains the temperature About teven aridi rukhaim bal pikadon hu shu eno meshamer like I explained to you. Which is interesting, that's because it sounds, according to the Gemara, it seems heaven's okay, but we just said in the Mishnah when it comes to. So it must be talking about heaven when they're in this Gemara, it so must be talking about when they're Yeveshim, then. Okay? Because Lachim would be a problem because it's Moshe Okay, back to the Gemara. Now this, Reb Chaim says is we see this sometimes Yerushalmi, is that really, this is really a sugya that's elsewhere, and it's put here. So the main topic of that sugya is really things you're not allowed to put next to the fence of your friend, or next to the fence, because it's mazik. Okay? It's, um, so it says anything you're not allowed to, anything you have to keep it as distance from your friend's wall, you're not allowed to do Atman on Shabbos, because these are the things that most have ever. Okay, now there's just this Mosif Hevel on Shabbos. It also can uh, co- um, structurally compromise the wall and things like that. Okay, I'll read the Rokhaim. He says, Those things we mentioned in Mishnah, which are these pits and, and, and minua. Kotel, you have to keep at a distance of your friend's wall. Because they produce some sort of heat, it is banned for the wall and it ruins the wall. So there seems to be an association between those products, you're not allowed to do Atmana with, and those things you're not allowed to put near the wall. So Amra of Tanina Taman Bo, Hada Amra in Machkin Bo Okay? So it seems to be those things we mentioned in a, that that you do you're allowed to do manna with, you're allowed to put near the wall. But you've got a problem. Okay? Um, when it comes to uh again, if you rent a house from somebody, you're allowed to make it into a otzar shal And in our Mishnah, uh itself is something you're allowed to do at with. Okay? So it doesn't seem to be a direct one one to one correlation. Um here. And the question is, isn't it Lomibnia Motz? Meaning motz and motz, sha tfuashul kashilakotel, the sheminanda kashila akotel. So you can see that the that the, the motz inside the motz is the chaff. That it's Kashila Kotel. So how does it, how does it work with association? So Amar, so Amar he says, no, it's not because it's going to be detrimental to the wall. There's no properties. Ella, the answer is mipne ha'ach barim. It's because of mice. Meaning, if you, you rent a house for someone, you turn into an or a room or a from somebody, and you turn into otzar shatua, it's going to attract mice. And therefore, when you then end up moving out, the mice think this is a good location, and it's going to cause problems long term. So it's not because it's kasher akotel, because it brings mice. <speaking in Hebrew> if it really you're saying the concern is because of akhbarim, why is it mentioning shel t'vua? It should say, it should make an otzar of any type of foods that would be interest of a mouse. So it says, ah, you're right. Yeah, that means, um, called the, uh, kasher of chagaya, and chagaya says it actually seems to be a good kasher. In other words, it seems to be that something that's kasher akotel isn't necessarily a direct correlation with those things you can't do hatamana with. Because we've just seen you're allowed to do a storage. You can't do... When you rent a house, you're not going a... to a... use it as a storage for tepua. But you can use it for hatmana. So eighty once we're... we have a different kasha, Eitib Rav Shiam Shimi Haris Sla'im, Sla'im Rocks. It says, <shallow bass currency>. You've got to have a distance, you've got to keep them as distance from the wall. So it's Ma'atar, if that's the case, Asulit Monbal, you shouldn't be able to do Atmana with it. And Sla'im are not mentioned in the Mishnah. So we say, Amar Rav Yosef, So what is it saying? What's the issue with placing this Sla'im? I think here Sla'im is rock. So the actually means coins. The issue is, is that, is that, not because it's Mosif Hevel, it seems to um, it says it's not because of because the heat they produce, because they don't. There's no issue with doing Atmano with them. It means they create, well, chaluda can mean rust, but it also actually means mold. Meaning dark, cold, moist products right near a wall is going to uh, um, uh, trigger the production of mold. Then That's going to compromise the, the ground where the, where the wall is. So what we see here is, is that while it might be true that those things you can't put by a wall... The issue is because um, it's Mosif Havel, okay? And then there is association with those things also in our mission, of those in Mosif Havel, you're also coupled by a wall. But there are other things that can cause damage as well that you cannot place near right near your neighbor's wall within three Tfachim, but have no connection to Hatmana because it's a different form of damage. That's a simple way of explaining this one, yeah. But one second, didn't we learn? It says, you're not allowed to Hatmana with Slaim. So what does this mean? Tiftah, The answer is tiftar So here, not not talking about rock anymore. It's talking about literally coins. Okay. It might be that the previous book was also talking about slay, like slayim, being coins, but I thought it's actually talking about rocks. But anyway. So tiftar when it says you can't do a hatmana with slayim, it's talking about slayim shel because silver coins are mosi That's understanding. Zitani tani maslim. Some people say so you can do hatemano with slaim with coins. tani ain't So how do we understand that? When can you? Can you? Can you not do And Slayim here for sure. We're talking about coins. The, those coins you could do Atmana with, that's what made of gold or copper. They're not Mosif Hevel. It's not a machloket. It's talking about different types of coins. They're talking about those are made of silver, because I understand that silver is Mosif Hevel, and therefore you cannot use that for Shafatimana. Okay? Let's continue. It says, What are we talking about? Now, we saw in the end of our Mishnah, the mission differentiate between certain products, Basman Shahem Lachim, um here, it says, um it says you cannot start using, as we said, tevan, muchin, zugin, um, blob asavim, bezman Okay, when they're moist. Now the question is what does moist mean? Does it mean while they are naturally moist, What does it also mean if they were already dried out and you wet them? So the Gemara says, even, even if you, even if there's some, some um, liquid spilt on it and it moistened it, then you wouldn't be able to use it. Okay, if that's the case, it says, how do we know this? We notice from the fact that the Mishnah listed mochin. Mochin is in these tufts of wool. And it's not these, this wool isn't, say, a, a natural, like, moist thing, like, uh, like the varlach like a, um, like, like the asabim mentioned in the Mishnah. So that clearly is so talking about something with Yabesh and became moist. So you see quite clearly we're talking about that when it says lachim, it can even be if the cane liquid came into, came into contact with it. So Rabbi Yochanan Bar Shila says, <inaudible> meaning if you're going to kamar, with Aida, meaning a- Eilu, If you're gonna insulate with any of these things that, that, that there's a difference at the lachen yavesh, you've got a tzarech misar Tzivcha, You've got a mechaser. You're gonna take out Tzivcha as a little bit. You're gonna make sure you don't fill it to the top for practical purposes. Da'ati mesa vehi shavcha umirtacha. Because you're concerned that as you come to use it and, or tilt it or, or, or make use of it, what's gonna happen is it's gonna end up spilling and then making it wet. And it's gonna have issue of Hadmaru with something mosif mosifhevo. Okay, fine. Let's continue. Gefet we said, gefet chadasha. abal Now, what's this even talking about? This is actually a bit of a, if you like, a um a, a tangent here in, in that we're going, we're moving to the because we because in this now we differentiate between what's lach and yavesh. that we've jumped to the Kalim. Now we were talking about if you're gefet, gefet is pizza, and they themselves are tameh. We assume that it became Tamer, that uh, someone who tamer touched them. Again, this pizza pressed out, and you put it in an oven. But if they're still moist. The concern is and an oven, an earthenware oven is, is susceptible to tumor if there's a source of tumor in its airspace. It doesn't have to come into contact with it. So what we have is another that's point number one. Point number two is there's a rabanan that tummer liquids can make kalim tamer. The reason is is because liquids you can't discern between where different liquids come from. And where there are certain liquids that are abatumer, for example, liquids, liquids that come from azav. So therefore these pressed out olives. If they're still moist, you put them in an oven. Well, they're not wet. There's no liquid at the moment. But as you start heating it up, what's going to happen? The moisture is going to come out. We've got tamar liquids. Bang, straight away, that oven's tumet, Okay? So what it's saying is, if they're, if they're like new, chadasha, then meaning they still mo- have natural moisture inside it, then it'll make the oven How However, if it's really dried out, there's no natural moisture inside it, then, then, no, then, it's, uh, then it wouldn't make the oven tamar. So say the ver, khadasha, chadasha, What's old, what's new? And this might help us understand. I think clearly we bring this to in this in this, in this because of the association with with what when is something dry and when something's is uh, moist. So Rabbi B'shem Rabbi said Chadasha patokshem masal chodesh. Twelve months. Within twelve months, it's considered Chadasha. Yeshana after twelve months, it's considered. Yeshana is achar chesem masal chodesh. Uh, okay, let's continue. Tomin b'ksut, or bepeyrot or bekan Next thing is we talked about you can you can start wrapping things up. You can that with the garments. Payrot and Kanfeyon, we said feathers as well, and produce is one of them. So Reviot of Bapazi, B'Shem Revi says, B'Ram Barchanina, hand to Temar, Ravat, Rikvuvutin, which is what we said before. The payrot aren't considered something, to Mosif provided it hasn't begun to start um, rotting, and provided it wasn't a majority yet. Aval, Ravat, Rikvuvutin, Rikvuvitin, Vita, I'm sorry, Asu Litmon, B'Hem. Once that majority has started started rotting, then you've got, as we said, a now majority of davar, hevel, and you wouldn't be able to insulate with it. Okay. Now let's look at this Nordchel Pishtan. Norah Pishtan, we said, is this sort of, I said fine flax, but it's like thoroughly beaten flax. It's like hatchel. I think it's called the expression. Okay. And we said Norah Pishtan, also Norah shel Harash Shem, which is sawdust. Both of these things are um, are considered, well, we saw in the Mishnah, it was a debate. The Chachamim um, says you can, it's daka. As long as it's fine, you can. And Riura says, He differentiates between with daka and gasa. So the question is, what's a machlokadon? Is there a nora pishtan, or is it a nesor shel So the Gabara now says, anan taninan, al And tana, to is actually al noret. And hada amra, he hada, But really, it makes a difference because it doesn't matter what the order you put in our Mishnah, really the are both those products, Norat Shel Pishtan and Nesorat Shel Okay, next case. Next Mishnah now. Tomnim B'Shlahim M'N'Taltelin Otam. shlachim themselves are hides. Okay? But however, like hides of an animal. And you can M'Taltel, you can move them on Shabbos, they're not considered mukta because that um, because they're rauy the Chazi L'Seva Lehim. They would sit, or, or sit or lie on these, um, use them as like rugs if you like. Okay. So they're not moksa. However, you can, you can, so, and then it's not also important, it's not musif hevel. Then it says, semir, so shearings of wool, you can use that for, um, you can use it to, to insulate, not musif hevel, which is a bit like we discussed previously, but in metal them, become metal to them. Now, why can't you metal to them? And this sort of relates to your question before. Now, that is because gizeh semer, is something what's called, it's Omed, it's standing for, to produce f- f- fabrics and wool, that, for spinning, right, these tops. That's, that's what is Omed, I love. Now, the thing is, even though you could use Fahatmana, there, um, people, it, it doesn't really matter, because people usually chas alayhem, they'd be careful not to use them, because they don't want to spoil them, because they want to use to produce their wool. So that's what you'd call what's, even though it's not necessarily expensive, it's, it still falls under the category of what's called Mutzamach Marchiseron OK, so it's mucs because of that purpose, because, it you know, yes, I can find another functional purpose for it. But nonetheless, still, I don't really want to be using these for other purposes because it is um it is expensive. It, it generally, not as it expensive. It's just I want to have a dedicated for this, for the purpose of producing this wall. OK, that's how kind of generally you think of mucs as something only like, a I don't know, a cello, right? Like a very expensive musical instrument or something like that, but can even be talking about it in this context as well. Okay, we will discuss this because we still haven't got to your question you asked yesterday. But one second, what if you're for that purpose? Okay, we'll get to that soon. Um, and I think it's actually a debate, actually, in this Gemara, as you'll see. Okay, so the question is so what do you do then? What do you do if you've insulated Bor with this Gizet Sembra, the Mukta? How do you get it out? So Ketzad Huosen, not Telat you just simply lift the lid off. So it's like if you like a tiltal Minatzad once again, so you're not handling the Gizet the Sembra themselves and it will fall off. So Rabbi Azar ben Azar says, Kupa matel an hotel. You can't actually pull it out of the insulation. You've got to tilt it on its side. We saw this debate before. Shami <laughs> Because the concern is that when you take it out, what's going to happen? All the wool that's there, that was inside, will collapse. And you're going to want to move it about um, in order to place the, the pot back in. And you're allowed to do that. And if you saw before, we were said, we said, according to Rabbi Azar, according to yesterday, that he, he makes something or out of concern, you might do chazara is. Okay. However, Chachamim says no. Notel Machzir. You can take it back and you can take it out and put it back in. Importantly, provided that it hasn't collapsed, because then you wouldn't be move things around. Okay. Let's look at the Gemara. Sorry. You can do Hatmana beshlachin and you can matal it. Okay. Let's continue. Rabbi Pazi Rabbi So when it comes to these shlachim, we're talking about shlachim that are really in, in the house. However, if they've been up in the aputiki in this context is different to the more familiar with that expression, but here it means you put it aside to sell. you put it in a storeroom for selling purposes. In that situation, that would be a different story altogether. This is like you're a merchant in these things. you going to be more tanful, You don't want them to get dirty. So you're not going to start readily putting it around your house. Okay? Which is a bit like we said, right? Hilkach, lav le therefore it's not, it's not really fit for lying upon. Therefore, you can come ataltalit. Okay, so that's a distinction there. Look at the next case. Gizeh Tzemer, it says, when it comes to Gizeh Tzemer, you can't even be Now, when do we say that you're not allowed to ataltalit? That's when you want to just be selling these tufts of wool. If they're in your house, then lo bada. Now, interestingly, this is kind of what you were saying. Meaning, shari it'll be shari till Reb Chaim says, "Kem et shetamand ba kemandi shari." Because you've uh, put it, you, you've insulated. It, it's like you miyachid exactly like you are saying yesterday. And then it'll be mutar. Now, what's interesting here is that Reb Chaim says these two amuraim must be disagreeing with one another because Rabbi Yudam and, and and Hussein who Rabbi Reuachan says when it comes to the Shlachim, it depends if you're going to sell it or if it's in the house. Then Reb, Reb Udav Rebbe Yochanan after says, oh, when it comes to Giza Semer, it depends if you're going to sell it or if, you, if you're going to sell it or it's in the house. Now, if they were both agreeing with each other, then there be no difference in our Mishnah. You should have said both, both the Shlachim and the Giza Semer have the same din. But our Mishnah says, Tom uh, so, um, um, tam. and Gizet Semer, you can there um, which is very interesting. In other words, according to, the first reading for first piece, Rabbi Ben Pazi, who says when it comes to, when it comes to um these the 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 shlachim these hides that it, it depends whether you're willing to sell it or not. He must say when it comes to these tufts of wool that even for a, even if it's in the house, even if miyachet it for that purpose, since it's muhtza mechma chisaron kis, nonetheless it will still be mukta. Right, being miyachet is not going to help you, because because this is something that is. By definition, something you got these tufts of wool, you, you're going to want to uh, spin into threads even for yourself. Right? You, you're here. So it seems to be this, I guess, answering your question, when it comes to these like tufts of wool, these or shearings of wool, whether being miyached, it seems to be a debate, on the Maraim here in the Rishalmi, uh, whether that's enough to say, okay, it's so long a longer mukta or not. Or maybe not. Maybe such certain items that are mamash, kiss, but more so, even more so, that even if you miyached, it's not going to help you. Because it's by definition, right? that's what it seems. I think that seems to debate. Okay, so it was a good good question you asked yesterday, and sort of we just had to wait today. We got the answer. Oh, we got the debate. <laughs> okay, Rabbi Uriyah B'Shem says B'Shem Rav Porsim Sim Machzalet A Machzalet Al Al Gabei Shayifot Shem Levin Sorry, Shayifot Shel Levenim Shel B'Shabbes. So what you can do, you can get a machzalet, a, a, a reed mat, and you can spread it on top of a row of levenim bricks. In order to protect it from, from rain. Okay? And the question is even though the bricks themselves are mukta, the Chaim says, We don't say that you can't move this, the uh, machzelet, only for something you can use it for. When here, what is it? You're using it for something that's covering mukta. You might think you can't use it. No, it's okay to move makzalet. However, let's continue. So, I didn't hear this from father. However, my sister, she said, my sister said, in there, not love the when it comes to the that was laid on, on the Yom Tov, you can put a Kli next to it so it won't roll away. You can't cover it with a Kli. Okay. Now, a reader of claim is really important. It says, you can put it next to it sh- 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 you can only put it next to it. Because then it's not clear that when you put the cli there, it's absolute for the needs of the, of the, uh, of the egg. the on top of it would be Why? Because that disagrees with what I just said before. You can't metal to the for the needs of something that you can't metal to. Now since this beat such a node but the is um mukta meaning metal for the express purpose, solely for the purpose of something you can't metality says that you can't do. Okay. So let's just finish it. He adds one further point, you have to make sure that it doesn't that when you put it uh, either next to it or on it, according to the other sheet, but next to it, you you shouldn't put it um you can't touch the egg. Okay. Why Shema it's a It's like the old game we had, you know, Operation or something. As you're trying to put it close to it, you know, the operation where you have to put the thing and trying to get the organs out, and it buzz when you get hit the walls, right? As you're trying to be careful not to put it near the next to the egg, what's going to happen if you put if you try and put it next to the egg and end up moving the egg and or something mukta? So you got to put it right next to it, I guess, at a distance, and therefore um, not metal, That's his provisor. Okay. Mitzvah Shem will pick up from here on Sunday.